the latest and actually the first episode of the Vin Center podcast. I'm your host, Tega, and I'll be joined shortly by my friend and the, the guest for today's episode, Edmond, to discuss everything that's happened in the world of football over the weekend. So do sit back and relax and enjoy the episode. Okay, so let's start hatching Edmond on the line. Edmond, are you on the line? Yeah, I think I'm here. It's great to be here. I'm so, so excited to be Yeah, it's nice having you, Edmond. We've been friends for a while, so I'll just like uh, my listeners to know more about you. So who exactly is Edmond Oris and why are you so, uh, why are you a very controversial um, person on Twitter? Well, um, Edmond Oris, I'm currently serving at Oyo State, if I don't be precise. And um, I've been watching football since, like, I saw the 2003-2004 um, Arsenal's Invincible season. So I've been watching football for, for a very long time. So, so most of the time, I feel like I'm controversial because lots of people that argue football these days did not start watching football at the time I started watching football. So a lot of things have changed. A lot of rules have been introduced and it has affected the way a lot of football fans see see the way they view football now. So my, my, my thoughts and my, my opinions are always very clear. But there are sometimes when I just like to banter people, but realistically, <laughs> realistically, I'm, I'm, I'm a real football fanatic from start to finish. So is that why you are always on the case of Ronaldo and Messi and always against someone's MCA and I'm always criticizing Ronaldo but nobody is above and nobody is beyond Messi when it comes to you? Well, in my opinion, in my opinion, there should be no argument there. I mean, don't get me wrong. Ronaldo is a great footballing figure. He's a he's a he's a goal scorer. He's he's, he's ambitious. He's, he has put in so much work and so much effort to get to where he has gotten to. So he should not be in any way, in any way, um, not to take anything away from him. But but Messi, on the other hand, is just totally free. Like he's out of this world. So so when I my my annoyance most of the time, I'm, I'm obviously a little bit um on the <laughs> Yeah, but my I'm, I'm less worked up about it now. You give up. But initially, my my opinion is that. Yeah, you should not compare anybody with this guy. Like oh. this guy is something yeah. else. You, you know, if, if, when you watch him, when you watch man, after watching him, you you you, you get up and you say, "Ah, no, someone." <laughs> I can understand if you have maybe a personal favorite due to one or two reasons. You say, "Okay, this is my person. I just prefer." You get but but to now come and say someone is better that is is outrageous. Figure. So most of the times, I don't want to hear about it. Yeah, so I, I, I do get your opinion. I if we want to talk about Ronaldo and Messi, we will definitely not talk today because it's like your favorite topic. And any time I see you tweet, I know you tweet at least five times about Messi versus Ronaldo at least every day. So let's not get into the weeds about it. Let's just jump straight into um, um, the La Liga. Um, over the weekend, Messi got his 400 goal in, in La Liga and it was like the first, the first player ever to score 400 goals. So what is your opinion about that um, remarkable achievement? It's it's remarkable because this guy has played in so many different positions. I know a lot of people will say um, he has been in Barcelona all his life and no new challenge and everything. But he started as as a traditional wing guy. He was playing on the on the right hand side under Frank Frank Carlin. I've forgotten the year he broke up exactly now. But then Ronaldinho was in the team. Deco was in the team. Eto was in the team. Yeah. But, but he started out there, and by the time Guardiola came, he he reinvented the first nine position. He, get, he reinvented yeah, the post yeah. position and made it his own for that 
four years that they had 14 titles in, in, in uh, 14 titles out of possible 18 with Guardiola. He gets scoring a lot of goals, and then when Guardiola left and started at and um, and um, um, what was the name of this man? Um, the man that died, Tita Villanova, that they saw Villanova, when yeah. he came. Yeah, when he came, they changed his position again. So to still be scoring the incredible amount of goals he's scoring, why playing the way he's playing, why being able to switch between positions and it's, it's outrageous, really. He has 400 goals now in, in, in the past in La Liga. Not just in La Liga, in the whole of Europe. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So Ronaldo, on the other hand, a lot of people will say Ronaldo is a goal scorer, is a this, is a this. The only place where Ronaldo can rival Messi in terms of footballing ability is is goal scoring. He gets now Messi has four hundred goals, Ronaldo has four hundred yeah. and I think nine league goals. So you can see that and he has played way lesser matches. So it's it's outrageous. It's, 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 it's a remarkable record for him and I know he's not going to stop there because this guy is actually getting better. I think most of us that are lucky now to be able to witness him, we should try to, you know, watch watch La Liga games <laughs> often, watch, try and watch Messi often. He's a joy to watch, I swear to God. But but you you say that what the fact Ronaldo and said and that Messi should accept a challenge and move to a, a different league. Are you of the opinion that he needs to maybe as maybe as his contract rent to our end or something, he needs to try and force to move away from Barcelona and maybe to move to the Premier League or move to the Italian Serie move to the French League, just somewhere else so we can uh, say, okay, he has done it to La Liga, can he do it in, a, in another league? The same way Ronaldo is in, in the Italian Serie A. If, <laughs> I always love when I hear this, this point of argument from people where they say he has to go to another league to prove himself, he has to go. Alex Ferguson is one of the greatest managers in the world has ever seen. And he spent yeah. most of his career in Manchester United reinventing himself. So football, every game is a challenge. You get what I'm saying? Every game is a challenge. Yeah, yeah. If, if Sergio Aguero, David Silva can come to the Premier League, Santi Cantola, and come to the Premier League and dazzle us, even Fabregas, Sanchez, all these are way yeah. lesser players than Messi. If they can come to the so-called big Premier League, and, 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 and completely and even as Lizzie yeah. has told Lizzie even as I'm sorry even as even as weak as Lizzie has come and there are seasons where he has been completely unplayable you get what I'm saying yeah. to talk yeah. about what Messi is going to do so my own, my, own, my own argument is you don't from, from as a club from Barcelona you don't go from Barcelona to any other club any other club you leave from Barcelona you are going lesser and I don't think anybody goes from from three to one, you want to go from one, you want to go better. You get what I'm saying? The only well, other thing I've been able to say. So, are you, are you actually say saying, like, are you actually saying Barcelona is like the biggest club in the world, bigger than Real Madrid, bigger than Manchester United? Obviously, they're bigger than Manchester United without the shadow of the doubt. So, the only other, that's what I want to say, the only other club that will have been able to match Barcelona for it's Real Madrid and because of the kind of rivalry that. Madrid, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's impossible for Messi to, to play for Barcelona for, for Real Madrid. That would have been the only on that club that is okay. When you leave Barcelona, you are going, you are, you are going higher. Yeah, but any yeah. other place, you are, you are coming below your standard. You are coming below your. It's like Neymar's move now from PSG from Barca to PSG. Yeah, you are yeah. going down. The only other place from Barcelona is downward. Messi is not going to do that. He's not going to do that. 
So why do why do you think uh, Marvin is always on Messi's case? Like, for example, you say that Messi um, can never be a leader, or Messi is not a leader. So m- most times, Marvin says good things about Messi, but most of the time, it's always very negative things. No matter what he does, no matter even if he scores 100 goals, like during the weekend, or if he gets Argentina to the final, why is he always so negative about Messi? Okay, first and foremost, Maradona is a brilliant player, one of the great, greatest the world has ever seen. He was a magician on his day. You get, in terms of footballing abilities, yeah. there are not many players that are better than him. But his opinion on football has been, has been very, very questionable for, for a lot of time because, first and foremost, he tried to go into the coaching line and he failed. Yeah. He failed with Argentina. Yeah, he failed with Argentina. He has failed with some other So, 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 so yeah. his footballing opinions are very, very... Very, very, very questionable. But that that aside, I feel personally, I feel it's just personal bias against Messi because he knows. I feel like he knows that Messi has come and has literally tarnished his legacies and he has outdone it basically. The only people he hasn't is, is he has not won an international trophy. So most of the of the older generation in, in Argentina prefer. Maradona to him. So is this this is the same thing with Pele too. When Pele said Messi is not a good player, I say he's, he's only he's only, only plays with one yeah. leg and he was this. So they feel like Messi is coming to threaten that status of that he has position yes, yes, as one of the greatest in the world because you cannot tell me Messi is not a leader. Being a leader does not mean you have to come out and be vocal. There are different forms of leadership. You understand what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, they are different. Yeah, you, you can't believe from the instance. Always scoring, always like saving Barcelona and the team. When Barcelona oh. in troubles, they are against when Barcelona. Yeah, like, I can remember the, the game where, where we lost to AC Milan 2-0 in the first leg in Champions League. Then we get to win. It's it's messy that the team look up to so every game. We're easy. So tell me how you, can you be a better leader than that kicker? <laughs> how can you lead more than that again? So because because he's not a vocal person, quite alright. Because he's not a vocal. Yeah. Person stand in front of the camera and talk and talk and direct, I, that makes him a bad lead. I mean, come on, come on. <laughs> so, and, let, 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 so uh, over the weekend, Baka won 3-0. It was a fairly routine win, Suarez scoring two goals and Bessie also scoring. Now, let's move over to your rivals now, Real Madrid, as they say, struggles and to, to get, oh, to, they struggled again once again to get over Real Bessie. I mean, what's going on over over in Real Madrid. Can you, can you like explain or do you in your sports opinion what do you think is going on over at the Madrid end of uh, uh, of the league? Madrid, they are in shambles. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm actually finding it very interesting because obviously I'm a Barca fan. I want, I want nothing good for Real Madrid. But to be honest, <laughs> to refer to them, it, it's not been easy because when a team loses its figurehead and their key player, you, they lost to Zinedine Zidane, a manager that yeah. gave them three Champions League titles back to back to back, and he won the La Liga title once. So they lost a figurehead in the coach. It's always difficult for teams to transition from a new coach to another coach. I'm sorry, from another coach to a new coach. Yeah. Then, then they lost. They lost the spare head of. The, they lost the spinal cord of the team in Cristiano Ronaldo. That's Ronaldo. Yeah. We Ronaldo in the team. We Ronaldo in the team. You, you are starting almost with at least a goal up. Almost in every game. You are starting with a bad, as bad as it can be. You are starting with a goal up. Plus that fear factor is no longer there. You get what I'm saying? They already know that they've changed coaches midway in beginning of the season. They, they changed them. Yeah. The former Spanish coach. They brought in this one. So that fear factor is no longer there. Plus, it's the style of the play because 
when Ronaldo was there, all the game was seen shaping to Ronaldo's From the fullback, Marcelo, Cavajal, Isco, and Modric, and everybody. But now Ronaldo is not there, and all of a sudden they're like, oh, how do they? It's like they're learning how to play. They're trying to find their identity yeah. with a new coach again. So it's always, always going to be difficult for, for, for any kind of thing. So, so I feel like it's going to take a while. It may take this season. This season, they should just yeah. try and see what they can what they can salvage from it. Probably next season, too, because they need to get in a couple of signings and just change the identity of it. So it becomes a new... Because these, these players, they, they are all known to play to Ronaldo's strength. Now you can see that like, they are really struggling. They were lucky they have the balls going, the free kick in it, something like So if not, it would have been a disaster again. Yeah, of course, I, I get that. But you know, in terms of trying to change the identity, I think they are, now they are like buying younger players, they're bringing in this Vincent uh, Vincentio, so how they would pronounce his name now. They brought in also Rodrigo, they brought in Ojo Ziolo. So they're bringing in kind of younger players to kind of replace the ones that are maybe aging or the ones that are about living. So in terms of changing the identity, I think that's what they are trying to do at the moment. So yeah, they need yeah, to a big player like we've been trying to chase Hazard and trying to chase um, a couple of bigger names. Maybe if we can get one or two of those bigger names in the summer, definitely yeah. a huge help, a huge help for next season. Well, well, actually, what's actually happening with Isco and then Santiago Solari? Because Isco can't seem to get any any game time. It was just like over the summer when he was the most important player in Real Madrid, and Ronaldo was injured, or Bill was injured, and yeah, everybody looked up to Isco because he was like the hottest player in Spain at the moment. But now he can't even get a game time. We saw a lot of players being injured. Like someone said um, recently that Solari had to play three defenders, five midfielders, and he had to quick change the whole system. He has never played three defenders. He has never played five midfielders in his, since he started coaching even with the junior team. He had to change the whole system just to make sure Isco doesn't start and Isco remains on the bench. So what do you think is going on between Solari and Isco? And do you think that that relationship can even be salvaged? Um, I don't know. Any, we've seen a lot of things happen in footballing where we've seen cases like this and We've seen a situation whereby we thought there was no hope for the player, and then all of a sudden he becomes one of the most important players again. I think this is not the first time in his close Real Madrid career that he's been, he's been almost. Yeah, out, but it's never been like this. Out bad. Of, yes, you get. Yeah. But but to be fair, to be fair, I I just feel maybe he doesn't. You know, some coaches don't just like some players. Maybe they don't just like his characteristics. They don't feel it's what they yeah. need for their team. So, so I, I feel that's what's affecting. But on on the part of his school too, I feel like a lot of a lot of Real Madrid fans used to always complain that he hogs the ball too much and he loses. He hogs the ball too much. He, he tries yeah. to dribble, dribble, dribble. He turns and he makes a very routine pass. He obviously, well, I'm not doubting yeah. his, his, his yeah. potential. So, so to be fair to him, I feel maybe like he needs he needs to work on his game because the coach does not have time now for luxury players. They're they're struggling. They need results. They don't need a player that. It's going to be touching and touching and turning and twisting and turning and, and it's going to make a routine pass. But defensively, in a way, it's a liability. And you know, when you are struggling, you go first for defensive solidarity. So I feel like the yeah. coach is saying his goal as, as, as maybe like a luxury player, kind of. So, yeah. so that's what it's really... To be fair, I don't know. I just feel... I, I feel he should leave. I feel he should leave because he's... he's He's, he's done his bid for Real Madrid. He has a Liga title. He has, I think, he has a Copa. He has yeah. Champions League. So well, he, he has because, 
Because I also feel, I, I also feel that if um, like in the match against Liverpool, is where if for like uh, like Real Madrid fans will forgive me. Now if if Real Madrid, if was if if someone told me um, it was Real Madrid, that was Real Madrid thing, and I did not know Real Madrid before, I won't, I won't believe because they were actually struggling in the game against Liverpool, and. And, and they, they had, had the plan like twenty six percent possession. That's shocking. Yeah, yeah, and, and they had a player exactly, and they had a player, they had a player like this convinced. And even with when they were struggling and trying to look for a goal, and even with Benzema getting injured and breaking his finger, he could brought in a striker from the B team to make his debut. And even towards the end of the game, when they had the chance, okay, to bring in this for the try and create something out, he ended up bringing another young player, ended up bringing Sebalo. So I feel. Um, they have like a relationship. So they have like a relationship that just can't. They can't just work it out at the moment. And even Solari keeps saying it's not a personal. It's not a personal. Not this kind of thing. But I feel it's best for Isco now. Maybe they say, okay, it's time for me to leave. Because if Solari is going to be the coach, unless Solari is going to to leave in the summer, if Solari is going to be the coach permanently, then there's no hope for him at the moment. I, I think maybe that, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's, that's how you feel. If his scholar is going to be, I think he will need to find find a summer move. I mean, it's better than B. Isco is far better. He he has so much potential. He's too good to be on the bench. He's too good to be on the bench. Yeah. So um, let's let's move back and quickly to the Nigerian Premier League. Let's just um, there's not really any really surprising result. The only surprising result uh, in the Nigerian Premier League was. Uh, Oka United losing at home to Oka. I mean, you know, in the Nigeria Premier League, the home team hardly loses. So when the home team loses, like half, like back and say, what just happened? You, know, you, 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 you kind of get surprised that you're like, okay, I need to look at the league. So, um, is there any way that Nigeria League can improve in those kind of results? Being like home and away, the, the, just the, Disadvantage that going to an opponent's home ground, you know that it's going to be a very big struggle to even get three points. Do you think there's any way that the league can kind of improve, maybe helping the players, helping the referees, or making the conditions a, bit, a little bit better for teams that are traveling to another ground to go and play? I don't, to be honest and to be fair, I, I don't really understand the logic behind home and away, home and away psychology because. They, they they talk about they talk about it a lot in Europe. So they are going you know, yeah the Champions League for example. Most teams prefer to yeah. play their second leg, the second leg, the deciding leg at home because of I don't know maybe it's the home the home fans. The I think fans, it's the fans. But to be fair, I don't really understand it, and and it's it's so so evident in the Premier League because in the in the Nigeria Premier League because. They, they, you hardly you can't go to someone's home and win, no matter how poor the team is playing. So I don't, I have no idea what the team is I feel like it's a psychological problem. I feel like yeah. it's a psychological problem. Maybe they, they need psychologists to work on the players' mind. They don't know that because no matter how you want to say, maybe it's the fans, the, 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 the condition, the training, con- the pitch condition, both teams yeah. still have to play 19 minutes at the end of the day. They still have to kick the football. You get what I'm saying? So yeah. I feel like it's, it's a psychological problem that can be that can be worked on by, I don't know, the coaches. They just need to do more. They need to try more and you know, do better because it's shocking. The, the kind of results you 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 can see a situation by the, the best team in in, in Nigerian Premier like Premier League goes back goes to to the home of the worst team and can't just win. I don't just it's like is it a generational curse or something. <laughs> 
Ozzy is not in the squad. Ozzy is not on the bench. <laughs> he has not been. It's, it's outrageous. I just feel Emery sees him as kind of a luxury player too because defensively. <laughs> It it, it, but, it, yeah, because it's kind of weird because he recently just signed a new contract, contract, 250 kids a week, and him signing a new contract, he's going to be playing weekend. In fact, he should be working hard for the money he makes at Arsenal, and he just sits on his um, game seat, and he just says Fortnite he plays, or whatever game he plays, and he just relaxes and collects his money. Uh, if he has the same problem with his career, he and the money that is crashing, I think the best thing... My middle is right to sell him, or just he needs to start playing because Arsenal is not creating. In a, against West Ham, yeah, against West Ham, they could not create. And if they had a player like Ozzy, they bring him on, he could have create, he could have be, could been able to create chances for defense. Yeah, very correct, very true, very true. I don't know why. Ozzy just has to do more. He has to do better. He has to work. He's been in situations like this before, and he's responded to. I'm looking and I'm hoping that things get better for him and hopefully for us now because we need him in the team. As for as for as for Chelsea now, they're saying and they need a new you know, I am actually I'm a Chelsea fan, so I'm just trying to be neutral. As for Chelsea, they're trying to get into Higuain and they're trying to get in maybe another midfielder to who will replace um who who will replace for Fabregas. Um you to, yeah, in reality we do think that those, those two additions now can help us actually beat Manchester United and Arsenal to that top population if they can get these two adequate um, additions. Winding in that they are, at the moment, they are six points ahead of both Arsenal and Manchester United, which are, which are tied on the same point. So do you think if Arsenal can get in a proper striker and a midfielder, they can actually now cement their place in that top population come the end of the season? Definitely, definitely. I feel like Chelsea, <laughs> most of the time, I feel like Chelsea play with 10 men when they play with either Morata or, or Jude. I'm sorry, but then I'm still playing with 10 men. They are even, 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 even nine, if you add Willian. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I, to, to be fair, to be fair, I, I like Willian. I like Willian. I feel he plays very well. We really have him as a Really yeah, have him as well. He's, he's not Barcelona. <laughs> but you like him. <laughs> <laughs> Who is he going to bench? Uh, I won't take him over Dembele. I won't. I won't play Williams over Dembele. Obviously, I can't play him over Messi or, or, or Luis Suarez. So where 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 can he play in that? In, in our, in our, he can't play. He can't. He can't replace Busquets. He can I won't take him over Coutinho. I won't take him over Rakitic or Vidal. So it's out of the question. But for Chelsea, I can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel I feel he's he's doing the best he can and I feel he's trying. I just feel you guys are a little bit harsh on him. Then then we we're talking about the striking position. Morata and Jude have been poor, not the quality or the standard for a top four team at all. So if yeah. you can get a proven goal scorer to join the, the supporting ranks of, of Hazard and um and Pedro and William and Pedro then then they have a very, very good chance of, of not just cementing that they are tough. Obviously, they, they, they should finish in top four, but of actually pushing Liverpool and Man City. That's a long shot. Obviously, not exactly. That's it. Not, yeah. not this season. Not this season. Yeah. If, if they can get a proven goal scorer and another creative midfielder, then definitely. Definitely. But regardless, do I still see them? I think they have enough quality and they play way better football than last night, Manchester United. Forgetting their Manchester United recent revival, I feel they play better football. They should, they should finish in the top four, regardless. Uh, 
for, for Manchester United now, they have him. So, Ziyahu has come in and he has done a tremendous job. You know, six wins, six wins, six wins back to back. Um, the first ever Manchester United manager, uh, manager to achieve such record. And he has finally brought them playing attacking football. He has finally brought them playing good football. And they also have um, Rashford, who is now finally also scoring goals. What about the, the formula? So, what, was it, what, what do you think is different in Spain? Sozio making in the side that Mori did not make, or do you think it's just the players got fed up with Mori? Because I feel the players got fed up with Mori, and even if he have brought a stick to manage Manchester United and after sacking Mori, the players would have performed the same way they are performing. The players got, I, in my opinion, I feel they got fed up with Mori and his antics and everything. So, what do you feel that man, what do you feel that Manchester United need in terms of? Uh, and what do you think about Sokja and their performance since he took over from Mr. Mourinho? Well, to be, to be fair, to be fair, they've done very, very well. Six wins because they've won their FA Cup game, I think. So that's yeah. seven. That's seven. They've, they've been. I watched their top their game against Tottenham, and I've watched a couple of their performances since he took over. They've been playing very, very well. The Manchester United way, the way before Ferguson was there when himself and Wenger were always fighting for the title. With Mourinho, we, we, the difference, like you said, is that the players will have played better than they were playing under Mourinho, even if he had brought it totally, because this manager is, is relatively new. But I feel what he has done is he has gone in there and he has told them, look, you guys are better than what you've been showing under Mourinho. You guys, because obviously they exactly. have the quality. You are, you are talking about they, they have the, they have the players in the world. You're talking about Romelu Lukaku, who scored, he has scored over a, a hundred Premier League goals. That's Premier League goals. Playing for teams with lesser quality. You get what I'm saying? We're talking, about, yeah. we're talking about Rashford, one of the best young stars. He was nominated for one for the Golden Ball, one of the, I think, two years ago, and he was very close to winning it. You, yeah. you understand what I'm saying? We're talking about Alexis Sanchez, one of the best uh, Arsenal um, Arsenal signings in the Premier League yeah. era. We're talking about Matic, two times. Premier League winner. We're talking about you get David De Gea, who was phenomenal yesterday. yesterday. Yes, so exactly. his performance was out of the world. The quality is there. So I feel, I feel what, 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 what this guy has done. He has gone and he has, he has told them, see, play to your abilities, play the ball. Don't Mourinho, Mourinho's, Mourinho's tactics was, I'm sorry to say, but it was limiting them, hindering them. So you, yeah. so, so you have, you have, a, you have a left back who is playing and. Maybe he finds himself in the, in the final third and he's playing with Kevin. Oh, I have to I have to do something with this ball because I have to go. I have to go and defend it. Okay. If, yes, if, if anything yeah. happens, you get Mourinho is going to lambrasment and I don't want that. <laughs> so you get what? So they're playing with this limitation and this fear. Even Pogba could not even make team to so tell you how how bad. How bad? So, but were, well, yeah. So so so, so you, you see you see now this manager has gone there. Credit to him, he has done some good job. He has gone there and he has told them, say, play to your abilities. If they play to their abilities, most of the time, they will beat most of the teams in the Premier League. So, he just need a little bit of tweak against the big team, which we saw yesterday, because defensively, they were very good. The goal they scored was a classic match time. I think a classic uh, yeah. that one pass on Pogba to Rashford, finish goal. And the hair was in extraordinary. I was I was actually frustrated yesterday because <laughs> <laughs> did you bet against them? No, I didn't uh, bet against uh, Just for Panthers sake, I'll say Tottenham. But but the end was it was it was the best yesterday. Eleven saves in the game. Harry Kane, Aldo Ali, Lorenzi, so it was it was 
I'm sure they will have played that game for two days and nobody will have scored because it was it was something that I know I've not seen a goalkeeping a goalkeeping performance like that in a very long time. So I feel it was very good. Because I do feel I do feel that without and uh, without going back to Mario and I mean I feel Mario is like maybe an outdated manager in the sense that he doesn't try to change the times. The new set of managers have come in, people like Sarri, people like Guardiola, they've all come in, they've all tried to reinvent the game and change the game and I feel Mario is still living in the past. And I yes, and very, very before, on that on that on that on that Mourinho's issue is I feel like now that he has been sacked, it should take a while. You know when Guardiola left Barcelona, I went on his sabbatical. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, He has been coaching professional football since 2004 when he broke out with Porto, and yeah. he's basically been using the same system: defensive solidarity, counter attack, defensive solidarity, counter attack. But football has changed, like you said. Different managers have come. There's lots of technology. He has been found out. You get the defensive solidarity yeah. that Mourinho used to normally have with his teams. His Chelsea's team in was was it 2005? His first one that won the Premier League this season he came yeah. considered only 15 goals. 15 exactly. To tell you yeah. how yeah, yeah I, I, I do remember that season. To tell you how good yeah. teams always are defensively, but this season they consider close to for something goals. The, the yeah, place where yeah, used to be so good. Considered, yeah. The way the place where he used to be so good, other managers have gone and said, "Guy, you want to pack your boss, <laughs> you pack your boss. We are going to." Pull down this bus. They are Liverpool where they are got two goals, three goals, completely outplayed at at Anfield. The game that still is is departure. But I feel he needs he needs new tactics. He needs to trick a little bit of his formation and you know give his players freedom basically because football now is favoring teams that attack more, not teams that defend more. We're not in for again. So he needs to he needs to go and do that. But nonetheless, is a brilliant great manager. He has done. Tremendous work yeah. and he has, he, has won, he has won a lot. And um, for Sogja, I think what Sogja needs to do for Manchester United is also this, uh, improve them defensively. Because let's 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 say the first defensively they were four, and if not for Digger, the, the match would have ended six to the match would have ended six to me. Because Chelsea scoring as much as six to seven goals yesterday. So defensively, Manchester United are still poor, and Digger came up with like his best performance this year, his best performance since the summer since the World Cup. So I think so just need to work on the team defensively and make them a bit tight because the same problem they had under Mario, which even when they packed the boss, they still considered lots of lots of goals. Could have happened yesterday, but the girl came out and really helped the team. So let's quickly move on yeah, to sure. let's let's quickly move on. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's move let's move on to um, Liverpool now. Obviously they are on the top of the table and they are the ones leading the Premier League. Premier League. Now, do you think that finally, after World War, World War One or World War Two, do you think that Liverpool can now finally? Do you think they can now finally win the league this season? Personally, personally, I don't think they can. I I feel they are <laughs> very good. They considered just ten goals this season. They, they yeah. Salah is on fire. Mane has, has been very good. Um, Firmino literally on fire. They have. Yeah. was coming to the team and very good. They have Alisson. Then of course they have the best defender in the world in Van Dyke. But in the world, know, really, really, yeah, really currently, in the world. I think yes, currently yeah, yeah. he's the best defender in the world. Did you see? Did you see? Did you see the pass to Pedro over the weekend? <laughs> we judge defenders on their defending ability, not okay. their assist <laughs> In terms of defending, David Lewis is yeah. nothing close to Virgil Van Van Dijk. So let's not even do that. But but yeah. for Liverpool, back to the matter. For Liverpool, I feel this is their best chance in a long time. 
But yes, something in me is just telling me they are going to flow because Man City are just hitting top gear now. Most of their players are coming back from injuries. You have KDB, but they hit, they hit one thing for nine. I think at the current cup first leg. So the, the previous game, I think they ended seven zero. So they are literally on fire. They have obviously they have a game against Wolves, which is going to be a very big, big game in, in the title. Yeah. So, so I feel Guardiola has this title winning experience. The team has this title winning experience. It may not sound sound like or look like it's, it's important, but it's actually he has this what I feel is a football footballing course where. He, he has been unable to win anything for a while. They just crashed out of the FA Cup. They struggled to win against Brighton in the weekend, 1-0. Yeah, the Champions League yeah, is going to kick in against in, in February against Bayern Munich. Plus, this Liverpool team, I don't see anybody there being able to... That has won the league. Okay, apart from James Mina, when he won into Manchester City, being able to say, okay, yeah. guys, calm down. This is how it is. This is how it is. Okay, let's... You, in that experience and that... Experience of having played through a title winning season, so yeah, I'm, I'm hoping but, I'm, I'm hoping they they they'll be able to do it. So for it will be good for 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 them and for the Premier League. Well, because I do feel that um, what was my train of thought? Now I've kind of lost my train of thought. Okay, I do I do feel that um, Liverpool can still they, they like against the, against um, against Brighton now over the weekend. It was a different crappy, but those are the, you know, there's, there's, when you when you when you want to become champions of the Premier League, there are some matches that you just have you just have to win. Whether it's one zero, you just need to find a way. Whether it's to dive like for example, Salah always always does, or whether it's to to just even if it's crappy goal, it's crappy one zero win. Those kind of wins, you know, Liverpool did not have that ability before, like last season, last season or previous season, they didn't have that ability yeah. that, to to get to get a, a, a win from. In, from any situation, sometimes they end up very the match or they end up losing. So this kind of the kind of games where sometimes it just means you get to win whatever in whatever way. Yeah, and they've been able to like do it in this season. So maybe that at the end of the season it might also work for them. True. I I, I really yeah. hope they'll be able to do it, but I really hope they'll be able to do it because they are like we said they have a good, one of the best goalkeepers in the world. In yeah. in Brazilian international, they have best defender. They have Musala. African yeah. best, they have money. Oh, I think it was runner up. They have Femino, and Femino. you get so I feel like this is the yeah. best time they have because they're in a good position. The problem with Liverpool has always been they they they, they, they beat the big teams and then they go to lose to the small teams by maybe one kind of scrappy goal. And defensively, they've been in shambles, but this season they've come. Only ten goals considered after how many games played. So this is the best chance, and I really hope for their sake that they are able to. Let's let, let, let's talk about and um, let's go to championship. Let's just talk about like the major. I don't know if you uh, read or you heard about the major events that happened um, recently about Leeds United. Did you hear about it? No, I didn't. I, I didn't. I didn't okay. that. Okay. Okay, let me let, let me just give you like a, let me just give you like a brief rundown of what um, happened over the over the weekend. Um, Leeds uh, United manager Marco Bielsa sends spies to go watch Derby County in the in the uh, in the training uh, training ground. He actually sent a spy to go to Derby County's training ground and watch uh, how Derby County was preparing for the match against them. That's Derby County Queens against to play Leeds uh, over the weekend. Okay. Leeds manager went and sent his spy to go to 
debut counties and in training ground and watch debut county play. And what happened is that uh, someone reported a like you know when you're walking on the street, you see someone that just keeps on walking at your house looking in uh, my environment. So someone reported this particular guy that this is a strange person with nothing and this is making strange movements, is looking through the fence, is looking through what's happening. So they called in the police to arrest uh, this person. So they arrested the person only to find out that this guy who was making a suspicious movement was actually uh, an employer, and from the enemy camp. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> an employer from Leeds. And so it was, it was, it created a very, a very big uh, situ uh, situation where, yeah, where the officer had to come and like, come during the, before the match started, he took ownership and said, okay, I'm the one that sent the spy. The club doesn't know about it, but this is what I do. You know, the officer has coached in La Liga, he has coached in South America, he's a very citizen, he has coached even in France. He's a very pleasant coach. He says this is what he does in every league he has been, but this is not what Premiership is very is used to. This is not what England is used to. In fact, he's even frowned upon, but in those places in South America, in, in La Liga, all those places, it's kind of what everybody does. And but in England, it's frowned upon when you send spies to go and watch your opponent. So he says this is what he does, and he takes full responsibility of that action. Do you feel like spying on teams? Do you think it's like morally? Do you think it's like right, or do you think it's what? Coaches to get used to it that if I need to spy, I can spy you. So do you think, and uh, like morally, do you think it's right in football for you for someone to be sending spies to go and watch the opponents before the game? I think I think it's unnecessary. I think it's very very unnecessary because now there's so much technology that you can actually analyze and know the way yeah. the team play. Or probably that's what makes you a coach. You have to be smart and predict and analyze. And you get you have yeah. we have scouts. You have video footage. You can request for literally. Analyst, analyst, you, you get what I'm saying? So, yeah. so sending a spy to go to their training ground <laughs> is a little bit, a little bit far-fetched. And it's actually, I I see it as being very very unnecessary. We get so yeah. so so it was a good thing that they arrested that guy. <laughs> but he's well, coming. But out, he, he actually does it in other leagues. He's actually, yeah. I'm actually very very surprised because. I mean, those teams. I thought most of most of them have their training as closed, the closed door training that even the media, the fans are not be able to see. So it's yeah. just like him and the same people. So, so how he has been able to infiltrate and and go that way? Exactly. Very for that desperate. Because even 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 the situation though, it's also closed door. It's also closed training, and it's still found someone like making movements that were not supposed to be made. And the fact is that. For Lampard now, for, for example, let's say for the past week, yeah, they were supposed to play Leeds on Friday, and like Leeds, um, they were supposed to, uh, country was supposed to play Leeds on Friday, and for example, now Lampard has been training his team every week, and let's say that fire has been in the training ground every week, watching what Lampard is doing for the past three or four days leading up to the match, and he's reporting back to the other side that this is what Lampard is doing, this is what Lampard is doing, this is how he's setting up his team. There's no way for, even after they've caught, the spy. There's no way for Lampard to at the last minute because this guy was found at the last minute, like on the day before the match is when they they, they caught him. So, there's no so last minute. Went on there's no last minute. Went on. Who went on to win the game? And and, and Leeds won the game two zero. A bit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the fact is that Leeds is the better team for Derby County. The first leg ended four one. 
let lead one the first leg forward. That's so, for the final incident. If, if if you are that, why why go so low as going to it's exactly <laughs> wrong, morally wrong, <laughs> wrong. You should be arrested. I beg you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe 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 he'll be maybe he'll be fined or something. Um, the last topic I, I want us to just quickly address is um, this racial abuse that keeps on happening in the Premier League. Um, over the weekend, um, the match between Manchester United and Tottenham, Tottenham fans were allegedly reported to have uh, uh, racially abused their own player with his son, their Korean star with his son. So, in Premier League, what, why does this racial issue? I know it happens in every league and it happens in every uh, major ground and everything, but. Over the past week, night has happened to Sterling, it has happened to so many players, it has happened in Chelsea Stadium, it has happened in Tottenham Stadium, it has happened to Abermeyang where they throw him, banana, a Tottenham fan throw banana. So why, why does this incident keep on happening, especially with Tottenham? I know, I know it happens also with Chelsea, but Tottenham has been in the news. I think, I think Tottenham supporters are one of the, 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 the most... <laughs> I know you do not like Tottenham. Because when they play us now, when they play us now, they had a couple of issues with us and both teams were, were fined and now they've come and yeah. they are racially abusing their own player son, I think. Yeah. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're why, their own why, player. Why would you do that? Son is one of uh, their best players in the uh, team. So uh, why yeah. <laughs> it's quite, it's, it's kind of understand because it's kind of yeah. Personally yeah, go on. Yeah. racism, this racism issue is is not it's not just football related because, uh, and it's something that's not going to stop anytime soon because though, yes, they've tried to reduce it so much in footballing stadiums and all, but it always keeps showing its ugly head time and again and again and again. Because it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's a world problem. Racism is a world problem. So it's, it's only expected that, that it's going to happen also in football. You get, the best yeah. you can do, the, the best you can do, clubs that can do is to, Try to make sure most of the players or most of the supporters caught in the act are given lifetime bans from stadiums and stuff. So I think that's the best solution because I don't think as a club or as as a footballing the footballing world, FIFA, CAF, and all the bodies, I don't think there's anything they can do to totally stamp out racism because racism hasn't let. We are living in the world. Football is being played in yeah. the world. So if if world. if if, if if as a, as, a, as a people, as a human race, we, we have not been able to, to eradicate racism out completely, it's always going to be happening in football. That's just the truth of the matter. Because uh, it's, it's, also, it's also, on the final, it's also it's kind of very, very sad because Son is actually their own player. And I think he actually, um, is he absconded now from Korea because he's actually playing the Asian Cup at the moment. It's either he absconded to left the team just to play for the club, and he, he's not even really performed badly, so I don't know why a couple of foolish I fans mean, I like try. Son. I like Son, he's, anytime he's on he's the a lovely player, yes. I mean, he's, he's, he's so good, so why would you want to racially abuse a player like that? It's just, that player, that supporter needs to be jailed or something. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's a crazy world, man. Uh, Edmond, do you have any like? Do you have any project going on? Do you have something that you might be releasing anytime soon? Do you have anything going on that you maybe you like to promote on the show? Um, for now, for now, for now, no. But whenever something comes up, it gets. I don't want to uh, count my chickens <laughs> for the hatch, but whenever something comes yeah. up, definitely, I, I will always tell you, you're, you're my guy. I'm, but for now, for now, anybody listening to this, you can follow me on Twitter at Edmond Oris. You get yeah, please. 
I'm always there. Most, yeah. of, most of my tweets are, are more related to it. And, well, most of the time, I, I talk mo- mostly banter. Then you, I just do that to, to make sure I laugh and everything. So, so, so you should just follow me on my social on, on Twitter yeah. and on the radar. Yeah. I think I also think I have a better uh, Twitter user than I because me I try to tweet and I do tweet but I try to select a tweet and I do not like try to like annoy people and everything but you don't you go out there and you like you don't you don't care who you are pissing off you don't know if you care if you are pissing off the Ronaldo fans actually, you don't care actually, 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 to, be, to, to be fair with you I actually want to piss off people more I'm like. How can I? How can I tell people? I, 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 I oh my to, god! I like when uh, people and they start talking and start insulting. Start, I'll just be on my phone and I'm laughing. So, <laughs> uh, oh, oh my god! So, uh, uh, everybody, go follow Edmond at, at Edmond Oris. That E D N U N D O R I S. Did I get that correct in spelling? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, you can follow um, the show on. At and um, you can follow the Vin Center podcast at View Center Pod. That's View Center Pod, not podcast info. View Center Pod. Um, Edmond, do you know who was the first person you followed on Twitter? Ah, the first person I followed on Twitter. I think it's whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I actually, I actually, I actually joined Twitter. I actually joined Twitter in Convocation Hall in February 2016. <laughs> Joseph, uh, Joseph, you should know Joseph, alright? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'll have him on the show was, very soon. <laughs> he was buzzing about, he was buzzing about the Twitter, so I, I, I went, we were waiting for the lecture, and then I opened my phone and everything, so I was like, I will let follow the like, I follow this, I think I follow this, this, this. <laughs> so, yeah. I follow this, I tried to check who was the first person you follow, and I tried, to, I tried to scroll down as much as possible to check who the first person you follow was, and it was also difficult because you have a lot of followers, and I really tried to try but I had to make this podcast of them. So I couldn't get that. So next time I have you as my guest, I'll really, I'll try and confirm really if Whiskey was the first person followed on Twitter. So Edmond, I appreciate you for coming on the show on the first episode. It was really glad having you on the show. Thank you, Tegu. I really, I appreciate this opportunity. You know, talking sports with you is always one of my favorite things in the world. Really. So I'm really, really happy for this. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. So I look forward to having you in my subsequent episode. Do take care of yourself. Yeah, you too. Thank you. Bye. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. So, everybody, uh, so everybody that's the end of the show. Thank you for listening to us. And the episode will be up by tomorrow. You can listen to the show. You can subscribe. You can listen to it on Google Podcast. You can listen to it on, on iTunes. Thank you, everybody, for joining the show. And take care. Peace.